Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scaling Side Hustles, episode 21. I'm Joshua, and I'm happy to introduce myself to you via video for one of the first times on our podcast. We have an exciting show for you today uh, where we're going to dive a little bit into who I am, where we come from, and kind of give you a quick overview of our business, as well as how to adapt ChatGPT into your business model using our own philosophy. So if you haven't heard our podcast before, I highly recommend you check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Our goal, our mission is to instill in you the ambition, confidence, and provide you the tools to help you move from your nine to five into your side hustle and help that side hustle thrive and scale. And so we want to do that in a way that is entertaining for you, that is bringing not only the the drama and the overcoming trauma, but also the comedy aspects to it, which is uh, what our lovely co-hosts Hillary and Valerie do so well. So please, without further ado, enjoy episode 21 of Scaling Side Hustles. Well, my business started with my personal testimony, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about um, trauma. So I didn't realize I had a traumatic childhood until I was much older, like in my mid-20s. And I think trauma sets us apart from um, other business owners because we uh, understand as we get older, like how to leverage that for passionate success. And so I'm not going to talk today about the Scooby-Doo dog that bit me and broke my arm in half. I'm not going to talk today about the uh, car that I got hit by and broke my other arm in half. Um, Today I want to talk about the momentous experience, the experience that changed my life when my mom attempted suicide when I was 21. And this experience, seeing somebody who I loved and who led me to Christ um, turn around and, and take her own life or try to take her own life, I had to understand like this system that was so foreign to me, uh, the mental health care system. You know, you internalize those things. I internalize those things. And I knew that I had a lot of pent up energy to try to sway this person to have willpower. And I didn't know how to do that. Um, so I was like, rather than let this turn into a negative emotion, I allowed it to open my eyes to the homeless community in Orlando, Florida, and seeing every day that there's 1800 homeless people that um, let me correct myself, individuals experiencing homelessness because we don't want to identify them as homeless people. Right. Um, there's 1,800 every day that can't fit into the shelters. And so I said, I don't have a big um, amount of money. I don't have a lot, but I do have a resourceful mind and I can make things happen with what I do have now. And why am I going to worry about what car I'm going to buy next when there's people out here struggling every day? And so it was that moment that allowed me to switch my mindset from being just an entrepreneur to being an entrepreneur for social change. So fast forward a few weeks, my mom's going through the system and I'm taking a lot of time off of work. I had a stellar work ethic at my nine to five. I was working my dream job at a media group and I was working for big companies like Sears, Disney, Toyota, Harley Davidson. I shot surgeries, had a kneecap fly past my camera. Um, it was a really interesting job and I loved that job. Um, but it was where I learned that culture is the most important thing in business because when I got back to work, my boss said that I need to leave my personal problems at home and I'm spending too much time off of work, fully aware of what I was going through, fully aware of my solid work ethic. And in that moment, another switch flipped where I realized 
this isn't what culture and leadership is supposed to be. And I started a little overzealous. I started three companies that year. Um, <laughs> my 501c3 nonprofit, which I bootstrapped with my wife. And um, we desired to help people uh, get off the streets permanently. I'll talk a little bit about that another time. Uh, a partnership with my brother and another co-founder where we built a drop shipping company and we started and scaled that and sold that. And then a startup, which I had an idea for um, several years earlier, that I um, started to work toward creating something that I didn't really know what that was. And today I wanted to um, dive a little into that. So um, our business name is Crescio. Crescio is Latin for Creo, Progressio, create success or create progress. And that's what we want to do for business owners. So. <clears throat> Rewinding a bit before my mom's experience, I was working at Radio Shack and I was printing my own business cards, learning Photoshop on my own, and I um, started to come up with this idea for an automatic door lock. And I was like, I really want to create this door lock. It doesn't exist yet. And I didn't know how to go from this schematic that I made and playing with the parts to a prototype and to market. And I was like, how do people figure this out? And this was before like Google was a huge thing and definitely way before AI tools like ChatGPT. So I took this problem of not being able to go to market with a great idea and I, I desired to create a business from that problem. And I wanted to help people with ideas, create businesses that are profitable, that are sustainable. And that's what I do now full time. So talking a little bit about this journey. So I was working at this dream job, still had this idea in the back of my mind. Anyway. Um, I still had this idea back into my mind about like, I want to start this business that helps people start businesses, but I'm, I'm working my dream job. Thrust into this position of caretaking, I started to desire social impact. This is us working uh, with the people on the streets. And then in 2017, sold my first company. And this is where I went back to my original problem at Radio Shack and I said, I want to go back to the drawing board. I want to build a roadmap that is for business success. There has to be one that is comprehensively covering all businesses as long as they're not prioritizing profit over purpose. And so my niche is finding people that, purpose, that put purpose over profit and that are receptive to change. And so we built this roadmap um, and I started applying it to businesses that I was working with uh, on my side hustle, which was uh, freelancing, marketing, web design, video production, the whole nine. And as I started to uh, apply this model to businesses, I started to see results. People would come to me for like a video and I, they would say like, I want to do a video or I want to do a website. And I'd be like, okay, but why? Like, what are your goals? Like, what are you trying to accomplish in the long run? And then usually I would talk them out of a website or talk them out of business cards because they needed to do something else first. And so we started this process of applying this to businesses and starting to see successful, tangible results. So much so that in 2019, we pivoted from a marketing agency to a business consulting firm with um, expertise in web design and marketing, but we don't necessarily need to handle that for you. Our goal is to make sure that you know what to do in the right order so that you can take your business from where you are to where you want to go. Um, so present day, we serve the underprivileged. Why the underprivileged? So my father came here at 18 year, at, from, from uh, Argentina at 18 years old as an immigrant. And I saw him go be a mechanic because that was what he knew how to do. And I saw a lot of other immigrants in, the, in South Florida and Central Florida that 
worked on things that they were skilled at, but not necessarily things that they were fulfilled at. And so my father taught me about systems thinking with building and breaking apart engines. And so that's why I build and break apart business models. But my, my heart for serving the underprivileged comes back to my roots with my Argentinian family and wanting to get closer to these people that don't have equal opportunity in America. And as much as we like to say they do, they really don't because they don't know the systems in the same way. And I grew up with so much white privilege even though I am half Latino, but because of the way I look, I got more access to opportunity than other people. And so present day, we serve the underprivileged, helping them to build business models. And I wanna show you a little bit about what this business model looks like. So this is our philosophy. It may look a little complicated, and that's because I think in terms of engines, um, but essentially we have these four pillars, um, culture, innovation, value and operations. And let me just show you a better, more clean structure for that. So I'm teaching you all of this to set a foundation for how you think about using ChatGPT. And I'm gonna to get to that in a little bit, but I wanna explain how we think about business so that you know how to build your own businesses and you know the way that we think so that you can target your questions better to our company. So if you have these four pillars in your business and you're looking through these, these as lenses for your business problems, you'll notice like human resources falls under culture or business continuity falls under operations or sales process falls under value or ChatGPT falls under innovation. And so if you're looking at these um, as building blocks to your business and you start building them up in order, you create sustainability for your business and, and everything is established well and, and can grow successfully. Now, at the foundation here, you'll see some foundational roots and the foundation is the strongest part of your business. Um, but what I wanna show you is how um, to not build business. What I've seen the most common is people build uh, by going straight to the Secretary of State or worse, LegalZoom, don't ever use LegalZoom. <laughs> Um, and they build the operations up so much and they invest so much money in here that they don't have any culture, they don't have any sales process, they don't look at what tools can help them to innovate. The other one that I see often is they have a really solid pop product and they start selling a ton. So they have good sales, they think my business is successful, but they don't have a business continuity plan. So they start to lean over when there's trouble. They have a stressed team because they're not investing in culture and they don't understand how to actually measure the profit margins. So most businesses, especially the large established ones, uh, one of my largest clients was um, doing 16 million in revenue, had 100 team members between their subs and their employees, and they think that everything is super solid. But there's no um, culture, there's no innovation, and so when the market hits and you have COVID or something else, that foundation starts to rock. And it's not until these market volatilities that you feel that you actually didn't have a solid business to begin with. And so the, the premise of understanding this model is really just to make sure that you're touching base on all of these pillars as you build your own businesses up and as you coach your clients as well. So let's bring it down back to the foundational level. So at the foundation, you have a solid business model, a solid revenue model, a solid brand story, and if you are new to business, a go-to-market strategy. 
And if you um, know how to build these using some tools like the Lean Canvas or um, what we call the LAM analysis, you'll be able to understand what to do in order um, to start building these pillars up. So this leads me to talk about our services. So we have business model, um, model innovation at the forefront that's looking at your business model and identifying new revenue streams that you may have not experienced or seen before. Um, a great example that I love to give about this is like Uber. So Uber has two customer segments, the rider and the driver. Those customers have separate problems, but by solving those problems collectively, they feed each other and it becomes an ecosystem revenue model. So the more you can look at your business model and say, how can I make mine an ecosystem revenue model? How can one customer serve another? You create like an unlimited amount of sustainability. So staffing and retention strategies, that's such a huge problem because of, of COVID and um, we've been working with remote freelancers since 2014 and learning how to build remote culture across um, international boundaries and understanding how to build remote culture. We had a team of 10 in 2015 that were working completely for free for a startup vision because we incentivized them for this vision that we were building something great. And that's what all of us need to do as business owners. We need to make sure that our team is intrinsically motivated, not extrinsically motivated. Otherwise, they're just gonna be bouncing from job to job based on what, who, which job offers them the most money. But if you can hit their heart and what they actually want, they'll be so loyal to you. So today we have 21 team members distributed all around the world. We have 10 people in the States and the rest are international. And uh, that's just on the for-profit side. So I mentioned I have a ChatGPT license plate. <laughs> um, so we, we help people to learn how to leverage ChatGPT to innovate the business model across those four different pillars. Um, that includes things like building a, a website. There's a, a there's a great website, AI website that's out right now called gamma.app. Let me write that down. And if you are looking at hiring a web designer, sorry if there's any web designers in here, gamma.app is free, freemium, which means that it's free to start and you can pay to upgrade. And that has analytics. So if you're wanting to test different models, to A-B test different models, you can actually use gamma.app to build a website with a prompt in two minutes, like literally two minutes, and then swap out these, um, these images and the copy very easily. And then as you start to build and start to see revenue from that, then go hire a web designer so that you're building um, the things in the right way and not wasting too much money or time or capital on things that really don't matter or that you haven't solidly tested. Um, before I forget, I wanna mention futuretools.io. So this is an AI index for all of the different tools that you can find to help you with all of these things. So you might say like, you know, I wanna do marketing and you select the marketing checkbox and it'll show you all of the AI tools that are out for marketing. Now there's video AI which is insane. So you can build a prompt, which is a sentence, and tell it to build a video, and it will populate it with stock video and overlay it with audio in two minutes and build a video that was professionally shot for you, and you pay to unlock, to remove the watermark. So it's like, 
It, it's mind-blowing how fast AI is moving. And if you're not staying with the trends, that's when you need to be fearful of that market volatility because you're not leveraging these tools for your success. <clears throat> the last thing that we do is agile project management. And that's something that I came up with after about 11 years of doing this in business. I realized that most people overcomplicate the sales process. Like we don't need to be charging an arm and a leg for all of our business. We just need to be expert project managers or have expert ways of managing projects within our, our system. So using automation tools. And so our project management teams work on a flexible retainer. You essentially set a ceiling for how you work with us each month and you can start and stop that anytime. And then we have hourly rates that bill against that like an attorney does. And so that means you can have a $300 month or you can have a $1,500 month. I've had clients that are on $11,000 retainers. And so we can build up to what you can afford, but your affordability doesn't start to stop our contracts. Your affordability extends our timelines so that quality doesn't suffer, but the timeline is extended. So then we do website marketing and sales flow. So that's pretty much if you're not seeing enough leads, um, I want to make sure you're getting more leads, but we also want to look at the staffing strategies because if we get too many leads too fast, then you're going to have an operating capacity problem, which is a very common problem if you have a good sales process. And that means you as the owner or your leadership staff is going to get burnt out really quickly. And if you don't have that heart motivation, then those good people are going to leave. So let's get into the solutions of how to use um, ChatGPT and other AI tools um, to help you in these areas where we serve it. So I'm essentially talking myself out of a sale here because I want to teach you guys how to use these. So with business model innovation, people under leverage ChatGPT. It's not a copywriting tool. It's a reasoning tool. And the better you get at talking to it, the better it can help you with strategies. And a lot of people say, oh, this is gonna replace my career, this is gonna replace web developers. Not true, unless you're not leveraging it. So basically what you need to do is think of ChatGPT, especially as a consultant like me. And if you're trying to explain things and concepts to me, I need you to be extremely detailed in that. And you need to talk to me like a five-year-old because I don't know your business model yet. And as I get to learn your business model, then you can give me higher level concepts because I can comprehend what you're telling me. So the difference between using ChatGPT and Google is Google is binary in that you search for a term and it gives you results and you sift through those results. Whereas ChatGPT is you're training a model and every thread in ChatGPT, has anybody used ChatGPT here? No. Okay. Uh, less than half of us. So when you see ChatGPT, it's split between a uh, chat box here where you're writing and then threads here. So each one of these threads is a memory retention. And that means that it's uh, remembering everything that you're talking about here, but the memory doesn't dance from one thread to another. It's like talking to two different people. So you need to understand that you're training one model at a time in this capacity and that if you're going to be building like a staffing strategy, you can change the name of that thread to like, oh, this is my staffing robot. You know, it's going to help me with staffing strategies. Um, 
I'm going to just briefly touch on the future of, of AI. So AI is moving incredibly rapidly. It's why I bought the license plate. The, the, the leverage of ChatGPT right now is comparable to the app store in the early days. Mm. And people are building apps on ChatGPT that are called plugins. And plugins are going to be the future of um, the apps, essentially. So what you can do is you can actually take a, a plugin and say, I want you to build me an organizational chart. And it will build the, the flow chart out from a prompt. And that's a plugin. So is the video one. And so these tools will help <clears throat> increase our output capacity as business professionals. <clears throat> so agents, I forgot to mention that. So agents are essentially recursive. So if you have a chat GPT bot and you tell it to build something, and then you tell it to build something, it will keep building something over and over again. And that is your agent. It's essentially recursively learning and understanding. And it, you can tell it to build you an app, to, um, to have a, a coffee shop dropship model. And it will do the market research. It will build the website. It will build everything for you and then launch the actual application. And that costs money. Go ahead. Is that only in ChatGPT 4? Uh, that's a complicated answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll assemble. Yeah. I'll talk to you about that after. Okay. <clears throat> so definitely take a picture of this because this is how to understand the difference between Googling and when to use prompt engineering. And I would say even entirely get off of Google because, <laughs> well, Edge now has an edge over Google because they implemented using GPT-3, 3.5. So what that means is you can go to Bing Chat on the Edge browser and you can leverage ChatGPT for internet searches. ChatGPT does not search the internet unless you're using Bing Chat for the Microsoft Edge. So that means you can have reasoning like a business consultant um, inside your Google searches. And so uh, as a use case, I have a, a client who's in Georgia and he needs a consumer attorney or a um, automotive repair attorney. And so I told ChatGPT to build me an index of all of this in Bing Chat. And that's allowed me to um, execute the research incredibly faster than it would be if I was just going line by line in Google. Mm -hmm. Let me talk a little bit about my market. So we work with established small to medium sized businesses and people like you to help us drive social impact. This um, influx of capital allows us to lift up underprivileged entrepreneurs, uh, people that are struggling that say, I don't have any capital, I can pay you a dollar for my initial consultation, which I've taken before. And um, that moves these underprivileged entrepreneurs into established business owners and then thrust them into the market solving social problems. And so we're trying to develop more social enterprises with those ecosystem revenue models like Uber. And that helps us to ignite circular social impact. So if you are a business owner that desires to have some level of social impact, we'd like to work with you. Our sales process is simple. We 
work with you on initial consultation for self-identifying underprivileged entrepreneurs. That means you've experienced some sort of um, trauma or pain in the past or uh, social disadvantage. And you self-identify as that because you don't need to be a minority business enterprise to have said like, I experienced hardship. Like I did and I'm white, <laughs> you know? Um, and if you uh, work with us on that initial consultation, we give you a strategy deliverable, which solves short-term issues uh, with new ideas that you may have not thought of. And then if you elect to work with us through a letter of engagement, we do a discovery audit, which is a more in-depth analysis across those four pillars. And then we build you a roadmap, typically it's 18 months, to implement that uh, those solutions uh, where you have uh, differences that you maybe need more work in culture, or maybe you need work, more work in innovation. And then we um, give you that roadmap. And if you want us to implement it, that's when we swing alongside you as project managers and start building it. I always like to say like, business consultants get paid for advice. We put advice, we put action where our advice is because we wanna show you that we actually know what we're talking about and we can deliver tangible results. So some of our use cases here, we've worked with a marketing agency and we increased their month-over-month uh, -month cash flow by 200% in 12 months. Uh, we worked with a construction group, we reduced their uh, liability and overhead by 2.1 million in 17 months. We created a nonprofit ecosystem model to solve systemic panhandling. We haven't launched that yet, but it's conceptual and we're in talks with the Colorado Springs community. Oh, wow. And we have um, worked with this accounting firm to uh, engage their leadership to reduce risk and year to date, we've saved them about $20,000 per year. So if you wanna work with us, typically these are the people that have these types of problems. I need more consistent sales, I need a bigger team, or I wanna leverage AI um, to get out of my production cycle and see how we can lower overhead. So thank you so much. You can enter for a chance to win a free coffee and consultation by scanning this QR code. And I appreciate your time. Before we sign off, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Crescio.com. They're committed to empowering the underprivileged by offering pay-what-you-can consultations for a limited time. And don't forget, you too can join the conversation and apply for a free consultation session live on air with Hillary, Valerie, and yours truly at ScalingSideHustles.com. Who knows, you might be our next guest. See you next time, side hustlers.